to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Look, they're coming for you! Look! There comes one of them now! Hello everyone, this is Gruesome Herzog. And Little Girl. We are the co-hosts of a new podcast called Puke'em Up Podcast. This will be episode two. Anyways, before we get started, for Hereditary, let's take a listen to the trailer. Come on, Peter. Yes, you're suing. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh my God! She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die. And she wasn't altogether there. At the end. stress on my family. I just can't put any more stress on my family. Holy shit, 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 shit. Give me a fucking break. This film was directed by Ari Aster and written by Ari Aster. Um, the cast, Alex Wolf as Peter, Gabrielle Byrne as Steve, Tony Collette as Annie, Millie Shapiro as Charlie, Morgan Lund as Mr. Davis, and Mallory Beckel as Bridget. And the cast goes on. Wow. Now, Little Gru, Hereditary, I've done some searching on the internet before I watched it. We watched it, and 
it was like everyone had this praise of this film. It's a 7.4 rated up on IMDb. No, I mean, IMDb ratings are either fake or real or a hater or however. But this film starts off with a girl named Charlie, played by Millie Shapiro. Very interesting character, wasn't she? Yes. And then not to mention um, Peter, her brother. And then you got the father, Steve, played by Gabriel Byrne. Tony Collette, she plays Annie. A mother that wasn't quite right, eh? There's something odd about her. I do have some things that I do want to talk about this film that really irritated the fuck out of me. I mean, let's get into it. Storyline. After the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel a dark secret. Yes. Uh, It's very dark. Now, starting off, like I said, Charlie. Um, She's actually on the cover with her mother, I think it was, for the movie. Um, She... God, this movie is so fucking hard to talk about. She was pretty creepy. Well, this movie's off the wall bizarre. I mean, you really have to be fucking Albert Einstein to even understand to watch this bitch. I never understood why she did that noise. I guess it's to make it creepy or entertaining. Charlie, Peter, her brother, they Peter was invited to a party. And it was weird. I don't know. Peter, I mean, Peter asked this question to her, his, her mother when they were arguing at the table. And I want to know my damn self. Why did she want Charlie to go along to adult party? That made no fucking sense. It didn't. I think that's because they needed to go. They didn't have a. They didn't, couldn't get a uh, babysitter. Okay, so Peter is smoking pot, whatever, drugs, and she has an allergy to peanuts. And uh, obviously, what happens to be there? Uh, with chocolate peanut butter cake, she eats it. Now she's allergic. Now she's having trouble breathing. Peter, I can't breathe. After he did drugs, he grabs her, hops in the car, and speeds off to the hospital. She sticks her head out of the window because she can't breathe, and Peter swerves because there was a deer in the, in the middle of the road. So he swerves, and she gets her head decapitated. That being said, hit the brakes. Uh, he drives off. He goes back home. But yeah, but he sits in the car for a while. Oh yeah, he tears up. <laughs> and then he drives back home like nothing even happened. And he pulls in the driveway. And then he goes to sleep. Gets in his bed and goes to sleep. A couple <laughs> minutes later, it's now morning. You hear his mother screaming outside. Because, guess why? They found a decapitated girl named Charlie. And then they flash back to see her head alongside the road with ants and shit all over and bugs and shit. Then it goes to the funeral. Hit the brakes. Where was all the police? No police investigation. 
Nothing. If I was in a fucking car and I had my sister in the car and she can't breathe, she puts her head out of the window, hits a telephone pole. I swerve to miss a deer. She gets her head knocked off. We didn't we didn't know at the time. By a telephone pole. Why the fuck would I just sit there and leave and go home and get in bed? The mother and the father finds her. You don't see any inner reaction of why no police was called. I just can't fathom getting past this part. This part, at that point, made this movie fucking ridiculous. Do we even know that they went back to get the head? It never even showed that! (laughs) So... We go from this part. Now we go to the son Peter and the mother are not speaking. But dad is. Dad's talking to Peter. It's like, Peter, it's okay. You were smoking pot, doing drugs. You drove our car. You killed your sister. It's okay. We'll get over it. Right? And then we get to that scene where um, she's talking about to her friend, which she ended up being somebody else who's not what she expects to be, happens to be her grandmother's friend, and her grandmother's a weird fucking bitch too. Now, there's also a scene in the movie to where, like I said, that she meets this woman who claims that she lost her son and her grandson in an accident, and she came up with this remedy about uh, some kind of a fucking... be oh, some kind of board or whatever it was fucking talking to the dead. But... When she told this woman, what the hell, what the hell did she say? When she was sleepwalking, she decided to take the paint thinner and she poured the paint thinner on both of them and she woke up right before she was going to let it match. And then she said, oh yeah, as soon as that stuff hit him, he woke up and he looked at me like, what was I doing? This movie is so much fucking retarded because if my mother is trying to kill me, why the fuck would I be in the same house? I don't care if you're six, seven years old. This woman should have been locked up a long time ago. Or about the scene when she was, uh, when she had this one dream right before they did, right after they did the ritual. She, she went to bed and she had a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream. Mm. That was confusing. So, obviously, at this point, the story is starting to build. Now, they're making it seem like, okay, how about the scene in the school? Or that bright light that Peter keeps seeing. Was that his sister? Or was that the nut job, psychotic, the evil, whatever the fuck it was that her that the grandmother was toying with? Yeah, because then, the, then the, the girl that knew her grandmother, she died too. So we don't know if they're actually talking to their relatives. That could have been like a disguise. I, I tell you what, it's it's funny. Peter looks into a glass window in the, high, in the school and it has him smiling back at him. Remember? Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, he gets his head smashed down on the table. Now, I don't know what's going on. If, if this is actually Charlie doing this because he killed her, or is it because is it this fucking evil spirit in this fucking house that was unleashed? I think it was the evil spirit because the mom got possessed towards the movie, too. Or she goes in the attic, the mother, and she sees what? A charcoal body... Laying in the attic. a bunch of flies. Which apparently must have been her mother. So the father goes up there and sees the same thing. I'm thinking, okay. What the fuck? 
You go up to your attic. You see a dead body, and it's been dead for, what, three, four months? And what does her husband accuse her of? Of placing the body in there. Going in, going back to the grave site and taking the grave. I mean, taking the body out of the grave. Because he got a phone call earlier, if you remember, that her body was taken out of the ground. No! That probably did happen because she was a weird fucking bitch. I sleepwalked. <laughs> so this movie has so many weird, off-the-wall shit that I can't really... I don't want to totally say everything. Because, well, maybe we can because the movie's... But this movie is ridiculous. I kind of find Peter kind of like a, a crybaby. Because, like, when he was his mom was yelling at him, he was, like, started bawling his eyes out and, like, loudly crying. And then when he got hit, when his face got smashed into the desk, he just started screaming and crying. <laughs> it seems like he, he had so, many, so much crying scenes more than he had, like, talking scenes. I mean, it's an incredible acting, mind you. But yeah, he cried non-stop. I mean, he was, was in like what grade? Like maybe eleventh or twelfth grade. But his character was so fucking weird as well. You, they're sitting at the dinner table, and he says, "Are you okay, mom?" Knowing that you're actually instigating a conversation that's going to piss both of you off. And knowing that you killed her daughter, so she's not going to be okay. But she has a dassy to say to him about that. But yet, bitch, did you not try to torture yourself and him when he's a kid? Really? I think she also got mad every time they would bring that up to her. Like, she told the lady, uh, she always got mad because they said, they always bring up the part where they torch, when she was about ready to torch him with the paint thinner. Yeah. And she told the lady that she uh, got mad every time because they didn't believe her that it was sleepwalking. Well, what what else can it be? I mean, really. You tried to kill your son, so no, I doubt you were sleepwalking. Alright, little Gru. There's a scene that I briefly talked about it earlier, but we're going to get in detail now. She told her husband that she's going to go see a movie. But in reality, she went to this um, these group of people who lost someone. It's a grief counseling group, whatever it was. And she met this lady and I cannot remember her name for God bless me. Obviously at the time we did not know that this bitch was nuts. Like I said, they met there and her name was Joan. Joan seemed like like these normal goody two shoe types, you know. The character kinda throws you off. You know what I mean? Like the one thing that was weird is when they when Joan invited her over to her apartment to show her something and they she came in contact with her grandson I think yeah her grandson and she had to use a chalkboard a cup and a candle and they couldn't have I don't think they could have the lights they had to use something that was the personal personal towards the person so like she used a chalkboard and then she said she said a couple like weird things that you you can't really repeat because it's in a different language and then oh yeah it started off yeah and then she did the uh just one time right yeah. Yeah, and then she did that well, that thing where she asked the kid if he was here, but then it wrote, uh, "I love you, Grandma" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So then Annie had the bright idea about going back to her apartment and starting off trying to do it, and she does it. But the Peter, being as a crybaby as he was, he started crying because Annie started freaking freaking Peter out. So then he started crying, and then she finally got the, both the father and Peter to calm down. And then she started it off, and then, like what Annie did back at the old apartment, 
back at the Jones apartment. She freaked out and she started looking underneath the table. That's right. exactly what the husband did. He peeked through, he peeked underneath the table to see if she was pranking him or something. It's funny you keep calling him a crybaby. I mean, like, he cried a lot more than he ever talked. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, I told you after I got done watching it, it, like, it threw me in this weird, depressing, anxiety mood because it made no fucking sense. It made no fucking like sense. Like the ending, I couldn't figure that out either. Yeah. Like if so now, Peter was possessed or was he Peter? Right. Well, let's go after this point. Now, apparently, the demon evil spirit was released in the house, but now the mother is, you know, I guess, possessed. Calling and you can see her climbing on the wall and up in the corner hiding from Peter because, oh, we all know what happened to the father. I mean,. You know, there's a diary or something. What was it? A drawing book. Yeah, that was. It belonged to Charlie. Right, and then she tried to throw it in the fire, and then all of a sudden her shirt and her arm starts catching fire. And as soon as she, she stumped it out, the fire went away. So now she had her husband do it. So then she throws it in the fire, and then he gets torched. She put the paint thinner on it. Yeah. And had him throw it in. Right. But then he didn't want to do it, so, yeah. Right, so it was reverse psychology, basically, because he wouldn't do it. it you know. And then now he's gone. So now it's just Peter and the crazy mother. Or as you would say, the crybaby in the... <laughs> crazy mother. So... At this point, now the movie is like getting totally out of control. Now I'm totally lost. Is it Charlie? Is it not Charlie? The grandmother is fucking crazy. So now the ending of this film, I'm still either I'm slow or what? But why did why did they pick the treehouse to do the ritual in? And why did the mother cut her head off with a string? And they're all headless. Uh, Ugh. That's weird. I like putting a... To my head. <laughs> Anyways, folks. We're not going to say any more about this. I'll let you guys determine uh, your opinion on this film. But it, it got one win and nine nominations. What are people looking at? What do you rate the film out of? I give this film four and a half out of ten because... It was mind-boggling. It was a little bit boring at points, but the film had so many dumb, dumb aspects. I will repeat. You take your sister with you. You're smoking pot. Doing whatever. You drive her to the hospital because she can't breathe. She puts her head out of the window, gets beheaded. You go home, go to bed. And then you go back. And they have a flashback of the kid's head on the floor on the side of the road. But no police were involved. Wait a minute. Don't you don't you think if there was police involved that the kid should at least be in jail because of driving while intoxicated? And not only that, you fucking killed your sister. It's not just an accident as they claim it to be. That made no sense. Alright, folks. I don't want confusion any more than I'm confused by this film. Uh, just watch it and you tell me. Um, I give it a 5 out of 10. Because I enjoyed watching the kid cry. <laughs> Alright folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, if you have not seen it, definitely check it out.
I guess. Hereditary, 2018. See ya.